0: And we're live. Tian Lan, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good.
0: Did I I did I did pronounce your name right? Because I thought it was... I used to always think it was Tian Lan and then, and then... It's a hard tea. Hard tea. Hard tea. Yeah. Cool. Well, we got that out of the way. <laughs> so I appreciate how how committed you are to the car theme because we spent, a, you know, we just spent a good couple minutes there trying to get you set up in your car and uh that would have been that would have been fun but as you as you saw it's a little tricky it's a little tricky they're like getting the camera you know set up right is a little tricky so
1: it's only tricky because the app doesn't work on android phones yes but i had everything in my mind like i even have like the what you call that the thing that sticks on your Uh uh, windshield that holds the phone yeah yeah I had all that. You had it uh, all. I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I had I had my nice earbuds that connect to my phone. Right. So. You were ready to yeah. go.
0: Well, we will definitely do a follow up once you get the car stuff figured out. Let me know, and uh, and we'll do a follow up. We'll talk about you know all the next one step checkout updates. We'll get it all in. It'll be it'll be great. Um, nice. But yes, actually. Um, Somebody else, uh, somebody, uh, Mark uh, told me we did a, a podcast, and he was like, "Hey, let's do another one, and I'll do it from my car." So I think this might become a thing. I wasn't really expecting that to happen. Um, more so that if I get somebody in the car, we would do it. But people are wanting to to do the thing from their car, which is uh, which is kind of fun. So
1: I think visually, yeah it looks strange that you're half in a car half somewhere else yes. so they're like oh you know you you want to make it matching and that also as i commented i'm a fan of james corden's um, carpool <laughs> karaoke yes so that could be fun you know yes. and you can put on some music and yes. people could sing
0: you could go nuts. are you a karaoke <laughs> person or just karaoke in general <laughs> i know it's a big like asian i have a, a korean buddy and he was he's like super into it it's like massive you know
1: yeah so, massive
0: yeah do you so do you do you do karaoke all the time like every weekend kind of a thing <laughs>
1: no. no, so there are no such thing in france so i used to do that a lot in sydney with my uh, aussie friends and colleagues uh, but not so much in france but now i found a band so i don't even need a fake you know right. music background <laughs> right. no musicians you
0: do it the real way um th- wait a second there's no such thing as karaoke in france in the entire. You can
1: find. So you can find some in Paris where there are lots of Asian people. huh. So, like hardcore Korean, Japanese people. Uh-huh. You might find, I don't know, a max five or ten
0: gotcha. KTV
1: rooms. Yeah. But not anywhere else okay. outside of Paris. It's not as big. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's funny. So, the band thing, we got to talk about this because. So, this is. You have a lot in common with my wife. It's very funny. She uh so she sings, she plays the piano, she's a musician, she teach teaches our kids all that stuff. About a year ago, uh she goes so we had we had a neighbor down the street. I'm actually almost I can see their house almost from here. And I was talking to him and he goes, Yeah, he goes, My wife just got a drum set. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Like that you know, this is the first time I met somebody whose wife had a drum set. So he's like, Yeah, she's playing in the garage. Da, da, da. I tell my wife and at this point, my wife and I've been together for like almost 20 years. And I go and, and I go, I tell her about it. She goes, I want to play the drums, too. And I was like, really? I had no idea that was like a thing she was into, you know. So anyway, so you're a drummer, which is um, which is very cool. And I've seen some of the some of the videos of you rocking out. Um, that's fun. How long have you been doing that for?
1: Uh, so it's a funny story it's a bit of a geeky story so uh, back in yeah in the 2005 6 uh my husband um bought that game on ps2 rock band
0: uh-huh. you know aha yes yes this is a thing
1: so exactly so i started playing on those four pads and i had so much fun because originally it was the karaoke thing that i liked you know you have a microphone right. you have the lyrics rock songs mm-hmm. and then i start we started buying the instruments playing and we had four other friends uh, coming over playing and i was like oh, i'm not that bad at that you know uh, drums thing every time we invited people, so people were like oh i can do the guitar i can do the singing but i can't do the drum thing you do the drums thing so i was like okay uh, why not uh. And then I kind of like the challenge, so I put more like an expert level. I was like, oh, that's really hard. (laughs) So then I went into full mode of, you know, you put it at 40% Uh, um, speed uh, and you do it slowly and then you, you know, you speed up and then you do it 100%. I was like, oh, I can do red hot chili pepper, give it away 100%, (laughs) expert mode. I'm so good. I was so excited. Uh, and then my husband booked me a couple of uh, lessons. Uh, we were in Sydney back then, but yeah, maybe six months. And then we moved house, we came back to Europe, all that stuff. Yeah. And for my 40th, he bought me an actual electronic drum set, like a professional one, Yeah. with the whole connecting thing where you could connect to the game.
0: No way, that's cool. So here
1: you had the cymbals, you had the pedal. Everything. And you had like, Everything, but then you could connect to the game and still play. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's so much fun!" That's so, so fun. And then uh, my wife wants still, you know. my
0: wife wants a regular yeah. drum set, and I'm like, the the only thing we could do is electric. I mean, that's out of you know, that's out of control. Yeah, you know,
1: yeah, start start with electric. Yeah, and then especially if you have kids, and then you put them to bed, and you want to play, and so you can you know plug in your headphones. And then I'm currently in the stage where I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I want an acoustic one if I do concerts, stuff like that. But you know, it's hard to find a decent one for, you know, not a fortune. So uh-huh. we'll see. For now, we can I can borrow some from my neighbors. We don't do that many concerts, but uh, yeah.
0: So your neighbor has so- a has an acoustic drum set.
1: Yes, yeah, so actually, um, so the story is, you know, you know, I used to play with a video game. And then I came back to France and I enrolled my kids into the local music school. Mm-hmm. So I went to the parents' teachers' meeting. And at the end of the meeting, they said, oh, now we have uh, we have bands. We, we put our, um, uh, our students into actual bands so they understand what it is to play together. And uh, for this year, we are missing a bass uh, guitar mm-hmm. um, player and a drummer. Okay. So I said, "Oh, if I may, I do a bit of drums." And but you know, I'm not, I'm not that good. But I've played for ten years the piano at a, you know proper music school in Paris, and they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know music, come come along." So I went along, and uh, all the other uh, band members they were adults. So usually other you know dance it's like for kids yeah. it's a music school but this one it was adults and they were all my age so we started playing a youtube song you know from our generation are you Jordan, a youtube are you a
0: youtube fan i'm a huge youtube fan Yeah. Oh, okay joshua, yeah. joshua so tree we- on repeat you know <laughs> that's so cool
1: so this one we started playing one you know few few chords and i started playing along and it took off and we are like wow that's amazing so I continued, I enrolled for the whole year and we continued and we started playing at uh, uh, the music school concert and we started making. Uh, and so the bass uh, player, she's my neighbor. So it happens that she lives two uh, two doors down in my street.
0: Gotcha. She's
1: uh, 19 and her dad, he's the owner of the next door village music school. So he happens to have a drum kit. Yeah. Small villages. Small. So
0: you have some cool neighbors too. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's so cool. So
1: yeah. And
0: then, so you, so, so. it started as part of your kids' school, and yeah. then, and then now are you in? And then now are you in a band that like plays at bars and stuff like that, or is it is it like the videos I've seen of you are those school things or?
1: So if you see us on stage with proper lighting and stuff, it's a school's concert. Okay. And then we played at a bar because in France, on the 21st of June, there's a national celebration. Mm. It's called like um, a music celebration, music day. Okay. So what happens is everyone goes out in the street after work
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and play music until like midnight or 2 a.m. because, you know, it's the longest day. Okay. So you go everywhere in France and then you see people playing in the street and there are massive concerts as well, like Uh, big lineups, free.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So it's a big event. So usually what happens is you, you partner up with a bar and they're happy to have you there Uh, playing and they're happy to have, you know, people drinking and partying at at their place.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. But because of COVID, we couldn't do that. Yeah. So luckily, uh, one of our band member, it's a small village, he <laughs> owns a bar in the village. <laughs> so we said, can we play at your bar? And he said, ah, oh, but the, uh, the police, like the sheriff, he said, we are not allowed because of COVID uh-huh. and then three days before that day, uh, there were new laws saying, yeah, you can in tiny bars. So we started setting up and I nice. did it.
0: That's cool. So you love it. Is it just like I don't I don't imagine like do, is that where you, you just go nuts? You just get into it. And it's like a totally. Yeah, it's. A, so
1: I went nuts <laughs> and then like halfway through like 8 p.m. The police came over and they said uh, some neighbors complained, uh-huh. especially the drums. So <laughs> you have to turn it down. I was like, oh, I can't play if I don't play. loud. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah and then you're like ah these these stupid neighbors if only we could play to our hearts content that's exactly (laughs) that's so funny i love it yeah no my my wife is gonna i don't i probably shouldn't send this to her because she's gonna be like she's gonna be like i have to i had now i have to do it um (laughs) And, uh, so
1: next year, or in six months' time, she's going to want to go to South of France. You know why? Why is that? Because uh, have you have you uh, watched uh, Emily in Paris, the Netflix series?
0: Ah, uh, I don't think so. No, I don't okay. think so, so. she
1: should she should watch it before she comes to Paris. Okay. Although everything there is not Paris at all, and she shouldn't dress like the girl in Emily in Paris. Okay. But the next season, it happens where I live on the French Riviera.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So
1: when she watches that, she'll be like, oh, that's the next place where I want to go.
0: Oh, that's sweet. And, that's cool.
1: And then she'll come to my house and we'll talk drums and we'll play drums and it will be fun.
0: Oh, man, I love it. I love it. Yeah, she's uh, she is leaving on Saturday and she'll be there for a week. So uh, with my oldest daughter, it's kind of like a, like a homeschooling field trip. You know, they love... France they love French um they've been learning French and stuff like that so they love museums and you know all that kind of stuff so they're gonna they're gonna have a blast out there and I don't know I think you guys are talking on Instagram right maybe you guys will
1: yeah connect so if I can help with the itinerary where to stay where to eat what to eat yeah stuff like that I'd be happy to how to travel how to take the tube how to pay oh how to pay how to pay very uh, important. Okay. So yeah, Revolut- I think Revolut is uh, probably your main option. Oh, is that the
0: best way to do it? I've heard of Revolut.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because you pay less uh, currency exchange fees. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Not many places accept bitcoins, especially ah. not uh, physical places. Come
0: on. <laughs> no bitcoin. <laughs> Are you a bitcoin fan? Let's talk about Bitcoin.
1: Oh, I've got a terrible experience with Bitcoin. Uh Uh-oh. So it was uh, 2013, I think. My husband said, I made an experiment. I bought like $5,000 worth of Bitcoins.
0: Oh, way.
1: Back then. That's... And then what happened, I think he used like a Japanese wallet.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: And that company got in trouble because the CEO was using those keys to was it mount bitcoins? was it mount
0: gox does that sound familiar because that was one of the big maybe um like exchanges yeah. that lost a whole bunch of people's bitcoin and then
1: we lost oh, we lost yeah um, I'm st- imagine
0: uh-huh. how wealthy
1: we would be today you know
0: yeah that's tough that's tough yeah, yeah i feel bad for so, for bringing it up you know what's funny though is because i i mean I feel dumb because I didn't buy it until very recently and I I um I was real excited about it back when it was like 2000 bucks which was I don't know maybe 5 years ago or something but I didn't buy any. And so but I went to this conference recently. I met a bunch of people that have been into Bitcoin for a long time and almost everybody has some something they regret, right? Whether it's that they lost it somehow like Philip Jackson like lost like 5 Bitcoin or something like that too. Um, and, uh, or they had it and then they sold it. Right. Cause let's say you bought it for, you know, a few hundred dollars and then it goes up two X or three X and you're like, Oh my gosh. And then, and then you sell it. And then, so everybody, no matter. It's still
1: good enough. Yeah. It's still good enough. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's a nice.
1: Otherwise, it starts to be like gambling. Oh, I could have one more. Yeah, you know? yeah,
0: exactly. It's uh, and and a lot of people really are kind of approach it from a gambling mindset. Um, I've talked to a lot of people that are. I'm I've never been into gambling at all, so I don't really have that whatever that is that gene. But um, a lot of people, crypto is is just it's just another form of gambling, you know. So. Anyways, uh, so what's new with uh, One Step Checkout? I hear that you are going to be supporting shopware. Is that, did I, little birdie told me that? What's that all about? What's this whole shopware thing I keep, keep hearing about?
1: it's all about us uh looking back back at our success and thinking you know there's a product cycle and maturity and after 10 years it's time that we launch a new product maybe so we look at uh, new levers for growth and we looked at uh, new e-commerce platforms because what we see Is that on Magento 2, there are probably 40,000 installations and you compare that to 250,000 on Magento 1. So the market is smaller in terms of number of uh, merchants. Mm -hmm. So you need, you know, to expand and find new merchants somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So either you cross-sell something else to those uh, same merchants or you go and find other merchants. Yeah. So we did a bit of market research and we found that a, g- a quick win, uh, easy and uh, not too expensive way to start was to go with shopware.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, I, um, I've i been hearing more and more about shopware. It seems like it, it has some interesting parallels to Magento as far as... Um, the, the product the community really being a, like a very open source kind of a kind of a product um, so that's 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 cool how's that going are you guys live are you um, starting to get customers on board and stuff
1: so we're still building but um, uh, yes so the, the, the I guess the similarity is that a lot of shopware developers come from Magento one. So what was easy for us is that we didn't have to reinvent the wheel and uh, market our brand. It's already known out there. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, and even more powerful, our product is known and we have demand even before we started looking at the opportunity. Oh, that's cool. Uh, people came knocking at our door saying, "When are you doing a one-step checkout for shopware?" And we're like, mm, "If there's demand." If our partner agencies are asking for it, you know, there's a limited risk in uh, building such a product. Right.
0: So when you say you did market um, research, you basically yeah. got like a few DMs from people who were like, hey, when are you going to build this? And you're like, all right, we'll start building it.
1: Uh, so we also looked at uh, the market uh, size. Okay. So you know we looked at uh, Shopify, BigCommerce, Shopware, you know, other other platforms we looked at the size, at the number of its installations, the technology, if it made sense for us to have such an offering, mm. distribution, so overall yeah, it wasn't just you know, oh, why don't you do uh one checkout for
0: us. Okay.
1: So How? Uh, but it definitely helps.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How, um, how big is the shopware market or like like what what were some of the things as far when you dug into the numbers as far as how big it is now or how fast it's growing or any, any of that?
1: Yeah, so they're growing 30% uh, year on year on number of installations,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is much faster than uh, Magento 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's hard to see is that they don't really split between uh, Shopware 5 and Shopware 6. So they say a total of 100,000 installations, but I believe there might be, I don't know, 10, uh, 20,000 on Shopware 6. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then if it's growing 30%, you know, it's uh, going to catch up with Magento 2 quite uh, quickly.
0: Wow, that's incredible. I hadn't realized they were that far along. Um, And yeah, I did hear, because I I actually had somebody looking to hire a Shopware uh, 5 developer and so I, I put some feelers out, didn't really find much, but from what I understand, uh, six is quite a bit different from five, um, in terms of the, the tech stack and stuff. Like, I think six is, uh, like, I think Peter Yap was, um, saying something about it. It's, it's just a great tech stack. Um, and, the, and at five is like, like people working on six don't want to touch five. It was basically the impression that I got, you know? Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I guess today it's very much uh, German-centric. Right. But it also means that there is so much potential once they unlock the rest of the world, and especially the U.S., Mm -hmm. which they are doing with Ben Marks and um, getting more U.S. agencies on board. Mm -hmm. So that's also one bet that we are uh, counting on, Mm -hmm. that, you know, they double or triple because they can have the, a much uh, bigger share of the U.S. market, mm-hmm. and they are quite strong in the Netherlands as well, mm-hmm. where Magento has been very strong um, in the last decade.
0: Nice. That's cool. Um, and I would say, yeah, I've heard the thing about the German, um, like a lot of documentation is like German. Oh, and I was going to ask, um, the, so does their checkout have similar issues to kind of... Because obviously, I'm imagining it's a more modern checkout just because it's a newer product. But are there similar issues that you guys are trying to fix?
1: Yeah, there are still, you know, basic functionalities that are not uh, available in the core product. Mm-hmm. So we are starting with them and then we will build on yeah, new functionalities.
0: Cool. All right. Yeah. Very cool. So Shopware is the only uh, next, is the only new platform that, that you guys are looking at?
1: So we start with one, <laughs> see how we go. And then if we, you know, find it successful and, and it stabilizes and we don't have too much support requests, yeah. everything goes well, then we can go on to the next, okay. I
0: guess. Cool.
1: You know, it's a good uh, test uh, and learn type of uh, process. Yeah,
0: yeah, because you guys have been, I mean, Magento for uh, Magento only for, what'd you say, 10 years? Like a long time. Yeah. Yeah 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 and how long have you been there now has it been five years four years
1: yeah yeah
0: which one time flies five or four
1: (laughs) uh i joined in november 2015 so that would be it would make it almost six years oh
0: wow and time flies yeah time flies that's cool what else what else are you uh kind of excited about these days with work or well, anything?
1: I'm, yeah, I'm spending a bit of time with uh, you know the new uh, Magento uh, open source uh, community alliance.
0: Right, right. Oh yeah, yeah. let's talk about this. Let's <laughs> talk about this.
1: <laughs> well, we uh, all thought that would be your number one question, but uh, obviously not.
0: <laughs> that should have been the number one question. You know, it's fun. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I, there's no. There's no. Uh, Method to the madness here, um, so yeah. What uh, are you one of the main signers? Are you one of the because, like, in the signature? Yeah, so you're like official um, in the uh, in the group. Um, what is the structure of the group of Mosca? Is, is are you are you on a board? Is there a, like what, what's the deal with that?
1: Um, so I guess it started with the core team who signed the letter. And now, a lot more people want to join and contribute, so I guess we'll have a steering committee, and then we'll organize into <coughs> uh, various themes and how yeah everyone can contribute, but it's still starting cool um, yeah, but what 's important to to read is our follow up letter, so I'm not too sure that many people are aware um that after the first letter we listened to all the the parties in the magento ecosystem so mainly Magento association people from adobe people from the community SIs, extension providers merchants everyone <clears throat> and uh and we came up with a follow up letter that really clarifies that we are here to collaborate and we have you know aligned vision and mission where we don 't align is the pace of execution. we want it to be to go a bit faster mm-hmm. and uh, it feels like you know reactions have been picking up you know within days.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: had communications, we had people reaching out, so that all goes in the right di- direction, and we're very excited about that, yeah um and also more you know <coughs> naming conventions or you know how we call things uh it might not be you know a, a product fork but not, more like how we distribute things so mm. you know not saying oh we are building something else and in parallel and you'll have to choose between core and this one mm-hmm. uh is not as drastic nor as simple as that
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know I noticed that they're moving forward with the Mage OS distribution and um, I think that I think that I think that makes sense. I mean, you know, when you talk about the pace, I mean, I think at the end of the day like it's 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 kind of a negotiation thing in the sense that like if you are willing to walk away from the table, if you're not, you know, like if you're not willing to walk away, like if you're not willing to do your own thing, then you're kind of just at the end of the day, just waiting for permission. So I think that makes sense. I mean, and I don't know, it's weird. Like you and I obviously both know everybody on the association. They're friends of ours and we don't want to, I feel bad criticizing, you know, them. Right. And, um, it's, it's hard to avoid a criticism of, what the association is doing, I guess, on some level. Um, do you, do you struggle with that a little bit? Like,
1: so I think what really helped was that uh, a week after the letter, there was that uh, Magento uh, Poland event, yeah. where they can uh, meet face to face. That's really important. You can't do that through calls and stuff. You do yeah. that at a bar with beers. I think they spent ten hours, a total of ten hours talking to uh, members of the Magento associations, yeah. who made the effort to be there. Yeah. You know, in the first place, so everyone is willing to collaborate, to discuss, and there were so much, you know, we agree on that, we don't agree on that, so much clarification, I think that's just wonderful. And so that shows that everyone in the community is still there, alive, not just, you know, falling asleep (laughs) or dormant, willing to do something, and we just need to find ways to, you know, channel all that energy to find the right thing to do and uh, get the right resource. To do it yeah. quickly and you know while still motivating them, not you know waiting for yeah processes to um, I, to crush the yeah. whole energy. I
0: see. I'm not a huge fan of of all the processes and groups and all this kind of stuff. And um, you know, part of this may be my own bias, but like um, you know, now uh, they're doing the task force, and I'm like i don't i don't know like what's the point of this open source task force like i don't get it like why does there need to be this uh ordained group of people that can communicate or have a dialogue whatever like um you see what's being said in the community like you can observe that like if you want to have a dialogue just Talk with the person that's raising a point or talk with the person that's doing X, Y, and Z. Like, does that make sense? Do you know? And I, and I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, get you in trouble or anything like that, but do you know, do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Does that make sense? Not at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think they reached out to us. Yeah. Uh, I think the smart thing, how I see things is they already have lots of things in place. And again, I'm not a fan of reinventing the wheel. So whatever we can use, whatever we can leverage, we want to do it. So that's why they said, yeah, let us try and do something by mid-October and see how we go. And, uh, you know, we need to give them a chance. And yeah, they already have, you know, all the organization status, uh, legal status, and also the operating rhythm and contact with Adobe in place. let's see how far we can push it yeah and and you know stretch it to the max and if we see that it's not working it's learnings for us yeah to that confirms that yeah that type of structure doesn't work and maybe we need to do it another way yeah
0: yeah i i i've been thinking about like what it is that was different let's say back in the day whatever that means exactly um, before not even just Adobe, but even, um, before some of the incentive programs and before some of the different structures. And I feel like contribution in general was sort of more decentralized in the sense that one step checkout wants to create a checkout. You create a checkout, whoever wants to use it, uses it. Um, somebody creates a, an open source, uh, module, whoever wants to use it, uses it. If it's good, it becomes more popular. Versus like, let's create a committee and an association and a task force and let's get applications to who can apply. And then, every, and then we decide who's in the group and then that group makes decisions. It's just like it feels, um, you know, or even the partner uh, incentive programs where, you know, you get points or whatever for contributing to open source and it kind of worked. But then it kind of it, it's like there's some weird um, aspects to it. And I guess this is one of my theories is that like, it would be better if the contribution model was more decentralized. Does, uh, do you have any any thoughts on that? Yeah, that's the idea. That's the idea. Yeah. Cool.
1: I think it came with, you know, Adobe and the. Whole corporate that it, it went bigger, you know, from yeah. Magento to eBay and then Adobe, it went bigger and bigger. <laughs> and we are smaller and smaller within those massive organizations. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah the other day, the other day I looked at uh, the Adobe uh, earnings call
0: uh-huh. to
1: try and understand how we could fit in and how we could you know bring value yeah. and basically we so they have three core products one is uh, experience cloud one is creative cloud one is document uh, cloud mm-hmm. and so within experience cloud mm-hmm. there will be lots of stuff and within that there will be commerce mm-hmm. and within commerce you know so yeah tiny in a massive yeah. uh, Ocean. Yeah,
0: that's interesting, though, right. that you looked at the earnings call to try and to try and dig in and and figure out how you know how we can fit in, or I guess how to maybe maybe be strategic about what you're communicating. Did you find any anything um, specific as you were digging into that, or any, did you come up with any ideas? <laughs>
1: Uh, one that was very interesting was uh, a big emphasis on diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. and, you know, giving back to the community, uh, employees' uh, well-being, mm-hmm. uh, mental health, all that stuff. And, you know, I'm trying to think how can we maybe tie into that and say, you know, the Magento community, they want to be I don't know, uh, what you call that? Motivated, rewarded for how they contribute and, you know. And and the other thing is I was like, oh, can I confirm the hypothesis that Adobe is only um, focusing on enterprise clients Mm -hmm. and actually the whole uh, creative cloud uh, they are targeting, you know, freelancers, SMBs, even, you know, B two C, right? And their document cloud is targeting SMBs as well. So, it means they are not totally enterprise focused and trying to sell everything to larger corporations.
0: Mm-hmm. That's I don't a know. good point.
1: That's how I read that. Yeah, so,
0: but. I get the sense though that um, the experience cloud or the marketing. Bo- where the experience cloud is like an entirely different, almost like a different company from creative cloud. Uh, that's the, um, that's the general sense I get, like the creative cloud, all those products, they basically built all those. I don't think they acquired Photoshop or illustrator or any of those things. And then all the marketing experience stuff is all, are all just acquisitions. Um, true. I don't know, but, um, well, that's cool. I
1: look at it from a uh, customer lens. Okay. So if you are targeting the same customer with Photoshop and you're, you know, signing uh, software and some type of uh, e-commerce, mm-hmm. you know, it makes sense to have an SMB suite, I don't yeah.
0: know. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, that's cool. Um, and it's good that you're, that you're contributing to this whole effort and uh, using your talents to move the ball <laughs> forward <laughs> so thank you for that um you yeah, welcome and uh yeah it's it's exciting to see where this all is going and uh it's cool to see that it's picking up steam and uh momentum and stuff so it's good times good times um
1: do you remember that t-shirt
0: yes the code freeze yes mark um <laughs> mark lewis came up with that idea and then we had it on the, on the, uh, on the mage talk swag store for a little bit there. Very cool. So that's,
1: that's where I, um, virtually met Vinay because he had a t-shirt too and he was photoshopped yeah. next to me that's and right. Sonia, right. but I had never met him before in real life and now we're working together. That's
0: awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. You were one of yeah. the models, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, with Leni and Sonya. That's
0: right. That's right. You have
1: to, you have to uh, dig that out and refresh uh, I know. <laughs> refresh it I got
0: to pull that up, man. That was that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's the. <laughs> you were visionary back then. Yes. Yes. That's cool. Code freeze is coming. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Awesome, Kenlon. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. Any anything else to uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap up?
1: No, uh do you have um do you have a show notes in your podcast where I can put some links and you know for people to uh, enjoy my uh, rock band videos yes, and uh, add Absolutely. Them up?
0: Definitely. Cool. Yes, we will get those cool. we'll get those linked up. And I think my video died. I'm not sure. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Okay. The video died. Right.
1: Could freeze happened. I think on I you. know
0: what happened. Oh well, you win some you lose some. Well, Thank you. At least your video didn't die. Your video looks great. you got the great shirt on. This is perfect. I'm already imagining the thumbnail. It's going to be fantastic. Um, there we go. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you. Bye.